48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is a strong quake in Japan has killed three people, injuring more than 200 others. The government is accused of going back on its word on e-cigarettes and a collision of two taxis kills a pedestrian. Three people are reported to have been killed in a strong earthquake which has hit the Japanese city of Osaka. More than 200 others were injured. The magnitude 6.1 quake brought the city to a halt. The BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes reports. The powerful quake hit right under the northern part of Osaka city at 7.58am, the middle of the morning rush. Tens of thousands of people have been stranded on commuter trains and bullet train services in and out of Osaka have been suspended. Pictures from Osaka show damaged traffic lights and road signs and water gushing from a number of burst water main pipes. But overall, structural damage appears to be remarkably light, given the strength and the shallowness of the quake. A government adviser on smoking says the administration has gone back on its word by not imposing a ban on e-cigarettes. Officials plan to regulate e-cigarettes just like they do traditional tobacco products, rather than outlaw them completely. But the chairman of the Council on Smoking and Health, Antonio Guang, says that three years ago, the government had accepted its proposal for a complete ban on e-cigarettes. Speaking on an RTHK program, he said he was disappointed by the regulation plan, which he described as a step backwards. A 56-year-old pedestrian has died after two taxis collided in Yamate early this morning. A 23-year-old taxi driver has been arrested for dangerous driving, causing death, and has been detained for questioning. A taxi passenger sustained hand and shoulder injuries and was sent to hospital for treatment. Police are investigating. More than three kilograms of suspected rhino horn cut pieces with an estimated market value of about $620,000 have been seized at Hong Kong International Airport. Customs officers intercepted a 21-year-old passenger at the airport yesterday evening. He arrived in Hong Kong from Mozambique via Johannesburg and Doha. The suspected rhino horn cut pieces were found inside a black plastic bag in his check-in suitcase. The former U.S. First Lady Laura Bush has made an outspoken attack on the Trump administration's policy towards immigrants suspected of crossing the border illegally from Mexico. Her comments come after President Trump's wife, Melania, entered the immigration debate. The BBC's Chris Buckler reports. In a rare statement, Melania Trump said she hated to see children separated from their families and in a thinly disguised criticism of her husband's hardline approach towards immigration. She said while America's laws needed to be followed, the country also had to be governed with a heart. A former first lady has gone even further. Writing in the Washington Post, Laura Bush, who lives in the border state of Texas, called the zero-tolerance policy cruel, immoral and heartbreaking. And she said building tent cities and converting shops to house migrant children was eerily reminiscent of Japanese-American internment camps during World War II. Police in Texas says five, say five people were killed when a car carrying suspected illegal immigrants crashed after being pursued at high speed by U.S. Border Patrol agents. The vehicle is thought to have been traveling at more than 150 kilometers an hour when it veered out of control and rolled over several times near big wells. China and Japan are reportedly in talks to arrange a three-way summit with South Korea in Beijing in December, the second such meeting this year following one in Tokyo. Kyoto News Agency says Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, Chinese Premier Li Keqiang and South Korean President Moon Jae-in will attend the summit. The same three men met in Tokyo last month. 
The president-elect of Colombia, Ivan Duque, has told supporters that he wants to see changes to the landmark peace deal agreed with FARC rebels in 2016. But at his victory rally in the capital, Bogota, he pledged to unite the country following a divisive election campaign. Mr. Duque also spoke about the importance of a secure country. Security has to return to the streets of our city. It has to return to the countryside of Colombia because security is not violence. Security is a democratic value that allows us to build a better society where we're free of fear and a society free from fear is a society that is truly in peace. Nigerian officials says some of the six female suicide bombers involved in a deadly attack in the northeast of the country were under 10 years old. About 30 people were killed during the attack in Borno State, which has been at the center of an insurgency by Boko Haram militants. A leading Kurdish politician and presidential candidate in Turkey has given a televised campaign speech from his prison cell ahead of the election next weekend. Selahattin Demirtas denounced what he called the repressive regime of President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Large crowds gathered in Istanbul at a public screening of the address arranged by his People's Democratic Party. Reports from Afghanistan say that the Taliban have resumed attacks on Afghan forces in Helmand and Kandahar provinces following the end of their three-day ceasefire for the Eid festival. The Taliban didn't reciprocate an extension of a unilateral government ceasefire originally due to end on the 20th of June, which the Afghan president, Ashraf Ghani, extended by 10 days. Security forces are allowed to defend themselves against attack. Addiction to electronic games has for the first time been officially recognized as a mental health condition by the World Health Organization. It's included gaming disorder in the latest edition of its international classification of diseases. The gaming industry has disputed the evidence behind the WHO's decision, describing it as, a, as highly contested and inconclusive. Former snooker world champion Neil Robertson says he was addicted at some stage. The thing is you don't realize it's 12 or 14 hours. You know, it just goes like boom, blink of an eye. I was heavily addicted, I have no doubt about that. I just, I denied it for many, many years, you know, saying that, oh yeah, I really need it when I travel away, it's so important, whereas I wasn't sort of really confronting the real issue itself. Business and financial news, Japan's exports have risen at the fastest rate in four months thanks to increased shipments of cars, auto parts and semiconductor equipment, a sign that global demand is gaining strength. Exports rose 8.1% in May from the same period a year ago. The country's trade surplus with the United States fell 17.3% year-on-year to just over 3 billion U.S. dollars, the lowest such surplus since January 2013. Fresh fears of a trade war between the world's top two economies have sent Asia markets lower after the United States and China imposed tit-for-tat tariffs on billions of dollars of imports. Tokyo ended the morning session 0.8% down, while Singapore fell more than 1%. Financial markets in Hong Kong and across the border were closed for a public holiday. Google will invest 550 million U.S. dollars in Chinese e-commerce powerhouse JD.com as part of the U.S. Internet's giant's efforts to expand its presence in fast-growing Asian markets and battle rivals, including Amazon. The deal will help the mainland company expand beyond its base in China and Southeast Asia and establish a meaningful presence in U.S. and European markets. The agreement initially would not involve any major new Google initiatives in China where the company's main services are blocked over its refusal to censor search results in line with local laws.
Sports Golf Brooks Kopka has become the first player in three decades to win the U.S. Open two years in a row. He shot a final round 68 at Shinnecock Hills to beat Tommy Fleetwood by one stroke. The BBC's Ian Carter watched the winning shot. The big man who won at Erin Hills 12 months ago steps up to the ball and taps the ball in for a bogey five to finish. And a score that makes him a successful defending champion at the US Open. Kepka ends Fleetwood's flight of fancy with a clinical display worthy of a successful title defense. The big American has retained the US Open in style. Football, there's been a shock result in the World Cup with the reigning champions Germany being beaten 1-0 by Mexico. The BBC's Alex Kapstick reports. Germany arrived in Russia as the defending champions and one of the favourites, and they'd beaten Mexico in all of their previous World Cup encounters. But they were given an almighty shock by a Mexican side that came racing out of the blocks at lightning speed, roared on by their noisy, fanatical followers. The Germans were rattled, uncharacteristic mistakes were made. The goal came when, from another rapid break, Herving Lozano cut inside his marker and smashed the ball into the net. The final whistle sparked wild celebrations from the huge Mexican contingent. As for Germany, this was a poor start, but you'd be foolish to write them off just yet. The favourites Brazil also had a disappointing start. They only managed a one-all draw against Switzerland. Earlier, Serbia beat Costa Rica 1-0. To end the news, our top stories once again. A strong quake in Japan has killed three people, injuring more than 200 others. The government's accused of going back on its word on e-cigarettes and a collision of two taxis kills a pedestrian. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Pierre. is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of music. A very good afternoon to you. Uh, James Ross in on an extended morning brew through till 2 on Dragon Boat Day. When I get to lose it all, security got through the wall. 